What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to our final episode in our 12-week summer series, August. Last week of August, September is right around the corner, and that means regular season NFL football, baby. I am absolutely hyped for this season, and we are going to break down today the NFC regular season standings, and then we're going to jump into the playoff brackets. I'm going to go through all four rounds of the playoffs including the Super Bowl, and we're going to reveal my Super Bowl matchup and my Super Bowl winner for the 2022-2023 NFL season. This is a big, big moment. I haven't necessarily been on target with a lot of these playoff predictions, but I'm making some bold ones today, and we're going to see how that rolls around come January. But we're going to do a little bit differently in the order of where we go in the NFL standings. I'd like to do it alphabetically today, kind of mix it up in divisions. I, I, I usually go by divisions, so you guys kind of already can tell who's going to win in the division. But we're going to go alphabetically, mix it all up. Come back at the very end. I'll tell you who wins the divisions and whatnot, and then we'll get into the playoff brackets. But we're going to start straight at the top. We're going to go Arizona Cardinals. Now, guys, these, it's a tough situation for the Arizona Cardinals. Mainly, they're in a pretty tough division when you have San Francisco and the LA Rams in the same spot. They also have some key injuries on the defensive side. I'm not too hot on whether J.J. Watt is going to make it through a full season or not. They also lost Chandler Jones, so basically... Your main star defensive edge is very prone to get injured, and you don't have another one to back him up. DeAndre Hopkins, as we all know, is going to be suspended for six games, and I don't think A.J. Green or Zach Ertz is going to be able to pick it up very well. They also lost Chase Edmonds, so we'll see if James Conner can get back into a number one running back form. And this schedule is also pretty difficult as well. There are some teams in the AFC that they're going to be able to take care of, like the uh, New England Patriots. But they also have to play the AFC West, Kansas City, Denver, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers. I think they lose all of those games. I don't think they win a single game against the Rams or the uh, San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to put the uh, the Arizona Cardinals at a sad 5-12. and 12. I just don't think these guys can get over the hump. Their first three games are KC, Las Vegas, LA Rams. I think they lose all of those games. They'll pick up a few. Obviously, I think they're going to beat Seattle twice this year. They can get New England. They can get Atlanta. They can get Carolina. And I think that's going to be all of their victories. Tampa, there's no shot. Minnesota, I think, is a better team this year. Again, San Francisco, LA Chargers, Denver. I, this, this def, the division is so stacked, the AFC West, plus a throw a Tampa and a Minnesota in there. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up 5-12 and 12 for the Arizona Cardinals. The Atlanta Falcons. Now, as much as I have hyped up their offseason and I think they're going in the right direction, this is not a winning football team in 2022. No Calvin Ridley. Marcus Mariota has looked okay in preseason. Desmond Ritter has looked all right as well. So we'll see who eventually is the long-term spot at quarterback. Cordell Patterson, we'll see how he does going into a number one running back kind of role. There's very few uh, wide receivers in this group, not really a good tight end. Well, geez, I forgot about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to be their number one wide receiver. We'll see if he does well. But, but I mean, this division, you can take a game against Carolina, I think. 
But Tampa, New Orleans, no shot. They got to go against uh, the LA Rams, San Francisco, uh, Arizona, Baltimore is in this mix, Pittsburgh. Uh, there's just the LA Chargers are in here as well. There's so many teams that the Atlanta Falcons are going to get demolished by. I think their wins will come against Seattle. They get to play. I think they go one and one against the Carolina Panthers, and I think they can take on the Chicago Bears at home. Otherwise, that's it. Three and fourteen for the Atlanta Falcons. Again, going in the right direction, but in this season, not the roster to make it happen. How about the Carolina Panthers, their division rival? Listen. Baker Mayfield has looked really good in preseason, and if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy the entire season, they might be able to win six or seven games, but I can't guarantee any of that to stay true for an entire 17-game season. I'm going to go with a 5-12 and 12 record. Listen, their division is super tough. They also got to go out and face the NFC North with Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I'm not liking those matchups a lot. Obviously, Tampa and New Orleans, they got to go play the L.A. Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals. There's just a lot of games in here that I think that if the Panthers had a little bit of a better defense and offensive line and weapons for uh, Baker Mayfield, they might have a chance. But I think I'm, I'm high on a lot of those other teams I just mentioned. They're, they can get some wins. They've got, they, to start out, they've got Cleveland and the New York Giants. I think they can win both of those games and get out to a hot start. Then they've got a really tough stretch ahead of them. Again, I think they beat Atlanta once. They play Seattle and the Detroit Lions. I think those are all very gettable games for the Carolina Panthers if they can all stay healthy, if they can all stay in this together. But really with the rest of their division and the NFC teams they have to play, I think it's going to be a moderate 5-12 and 12 for the Carolina Panthers. Now the Chicago Bears... This is, a, this is a team ready for disaster. I mean, it's going to go downhill very fast. Justin Fields at the helm, like he did very okay last year. I know he had a terrible offense, but they didn't really do anything to help him, so he might do just as bad. It's really going to go on the shoulders of David Montgomery. And he had, a, he had a good season last year, but he didn't have that breakout that we saw at the end of 2020. Their division is tough with Minnesota and Green Bay. I think they're going to get one and one against Detroit this season. But if you look at the other teams they play, they have to go against the AFC East with Miami and New England and Buffalo and the New York Jets. I think all four of those teams are better than this team. You got to go against the San Francisco 49ers at some point in this year. You got to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just so many games that the Bears are going to struggle with. I think they could beat Detroit once. And I think they'll probably win one home game against the Washington football team Thursday night in week six. But otherwise, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go two and fifteen. I don't. I, I look down this list and I don't see a single team that I'm like, yeah, Bears are definitely better than. The only other one they could get would be at the New York Giants. But I got to give the New York Giants some wins as well. And this one is in New York, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give them that one early when Saquon Bell, when Saquon Barkley, Barkley is healthy. But the Houston Texans, I think Houston is better than this team. I think the Giants are gonna be better. I think that New England is better. They got to go against Dallas at some point. Philadelphia, uh, Detroit will be better in their second game. Buffalo, Minnesota. There's just there's no way this team can make it throughout an entire season. Two and fifteen. They they could get a few more, but if there's a team in the NFC that I'm banking on to have very little wins. One of them is the Chicago Bears. Now after that sad performance of four teams, let's get into some winning rosters here. First one is going to be the Dallas. Cowboys. Now, everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, 
a lot of people are saying the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this division, and I agree. But they also think that the Cowboys are going to win 11 to 12 games. I just don't see that happening. I see a crumble happening from the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the loss of Tyron Smith. You lost Randy Gregory in the offseason. This team is going to be built off of Micah Parsons on the defense with Trevon, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, where has he been the last few years? Dak Prescott can do all he can, but he obviously hasn't come in in the clutch time recently. And there's so many games that I think that we're just going to see Dallas lose. They're, they're going to do well in their division, but they're going to go one and one against Philadelphia. Philadelphia will get one of those wins this year. They're not going to dominate them twice in a row like they did last year. But you start off Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. I think those two are losses. A few weeks later, you got the LA Rams. Uh, Green Bay, they're going to take on Minnesota, which is going to be a very interesting game on November 20th. I think they get that win. Minnesota has always struggled with Dallas, but I think they're going to lose against the Indianapolis Colts, against the Tennessee Titans, and a Philadelphia Eagles loss will be one of them. That's seven losses right there. I think a 10-7 and seven is a great number for the Dallas Cowboys. Will it get them a spot in the playoffs? I'll reveal that in a little bit. But this is not a dominant team this year like they had in the past. They don't have the same roster. They don't have the any zero momentum going into this season. Terrible offseason. The rest of their division got better. They're going to have a winning record, but I think that's all that's going to happen out of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't love where this team is headed just in a spirit, like in the nature of the game, if that makes any sense. Like when you saw them play that game last year against the San Francisco 49ers, there was no fire underneath their stomachs there was no get after the ball it was basically play our game roll over the 49ers and move on to the next round and it didn't happen this 49ers team is a fantastic football team and they totally underestimated them and didn't come in the clutch time that momentum is going to roll into 2022 uh give me the cowboys only for a 10 and 7 record uh, the Detroit Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions will have a much better season than they have in the previous two years. I'm going to go 4-13. and 13. Listen, it's still the Detroit Lions we're talking about here. And they didn't improve their roster exponentially. But I think Jamison Williams and Amon St. Brown are going to do fantastic at the wide receiver spot. Everyone has gone crazy over DeAndre Swift. He hasn't really proven a lot to me this or these first two years, him in the league. Maybe he'll come in great. I know their offensive line is obviously fantastic. Jared Goff looked pretty decent his first year, and I think they're going to do fine. Um, you look at their lineup, though, they'll they'll beat Washington, they'll beat Seattle, they'll beat the Giants, and I think they beat the Chicago Bears. But, I mean, there's other teams that are going to have very close games. Uh, I'm looking down this list. Chicago will win one of those games. Jacksonville is going to be a great game. The New York Jets are going to be a great game. Carolina, we'll see what happens. So by the end of the year, if these guys can prove themselves, maybe they can win a few more of those games. But it's very hard to bank on the Browns winning more than four games in 2022. Or bank on the Lions, I'm sorry. I don't know where Browns came from. Banking on the Lions winning more than four games this year. Again, another team that's going in the right direction, but just not there in 2022. All right, now we've got a good streak of, of winning teams. Let's start with the Green Bay Packers, guys. This is a team for the last three seasons has won at least 13 football games. I think that ends this season. The first season without Devontae Adams, and I think they're headed down in the wrong place. Aaron Rodgers has specifically said that he has not been impressed with the wide receivers in his group right now, and I think it's going to translate over into the regular season. 
I think their losses are going to come to Tampa Bay, Buffalo. I think they'll lose Philadelphia, the LA Rams, and they'll lose one game against the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of these other games they'll roll through. They'll roll through Chicago a few times. The Giants, the Jets, the Lions, uh, the Dallas Cowboys they should take care of. I think they have a really tough game against the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Christmas Day, but I think Green Bay is going to handle themselves in that game as well. So again, 12-5 and for their final record. Great season, but compared to other seasons, it will not be as flashy, will not be as good. Uh, fantasy all-around points are going to come down a little bit. We'll see how Aaron Jones is. I've heard rumors that he might take actually most of the catches from the backfield for from Aaron Rodgers. Not exactly sure how that would play out. Not sure exactly if you can keep that throughout an entire year. To me, Aaron Jones hasn't shown himself as the Christian McCaffrey type back yet, or even the Austin Eckler type back. And I think he's been injured, injury prone lately. So you know what? This is the Green Bay Packers team. They're not going to just fall head over heels and go into the bottom of the league. But 12-5 and five is not as good as what you've seen in previous years. This is going to be a struggle for Aaron Rodgers. How about the 13-4 and four LA Rams that I'm projecting this year? Now, the Rams, it is hard to choose when the Rams will lose, lose games and when they will not. This is a team last year that I believe went 12-5 and five and was fourth in the AFC, or nope, they went 11 and six. That's right. A team that went 11 and six, fourth in the NFC, and won the Super Bowl. They have a very similar team to what they had last year. You lose Vaughn Miller, you bring in Bobby Wagner. You lose Robert Woods, you bring in Allen Robinson. So it, it's a very similar team. It's just where are the losses going to come from? Because I'm not going to project an undefeated record. They don't have that strong of a roster. And I think they will definitely get some key losses. I really, when I started the season, I really wanted to put them at 12 and five, but I always try to match up. Like I have a X and an O next to every single game. And every time I would get to the LA Rams, I would have them winning. Like, I think I had one time they were like 14 and two. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Where are these other losses going to come from? Then I had them down to 12 and five and other teams were too high. So I think this 13-4 and four is a very solid number. Their losses are going to come to Buffalo, San Francisco, Kansas City, and the LA Chargers. But I think the rest of these games, they can handle. There are a lot of really tough games that I'm concerned about. Uh, their first game against San Francisco is at San Francisco on a Monday night football game. The Rams have struggled against San Francisco, as we all know, but I think they're going to get one dub there. Trey Lance I don't think is going to be in his full form yet in week four. Some other big games against Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. We saw how they handled themselves last year in the divisional round of the playoffs. I think they can do that again. You got to face New Orleans this year. I'm super high on New Orleans. Can they handle that in New Orleans? You've got uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Green Bay Packers, Denver Broncos. I mean, this is a solid. They got to play the entire AFC West. They've got to play the Green Bay Packers. They've got to play the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, there's, there are a lot of big games. They've people, if you look at the record, projected records for 2022, compare it to your schedule, the Rams have the toughest schedule in the entire National Football League with how many of the other teams are projected to have such and such wins, right? There are a lot of teams that I don't suspect will have that many wins according to the experts that I've heard, but the all AFC West, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, San Bay Buccaneers, Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's a stacked roster for the LA Rams. But 
if Matthew Stafford can stay healthy, this is a roster that can go to the Super Bowl again. We saw them do it last year. The roster really hasn't changed. It's going to be exactly like what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did the year before. They went in and didn't change their roster after winning a Super Bowl. They got to the divisional round of the playoffs, lost to the LA Rams. Do I suspect that's going to happen to the LA Rams this year? Not exactly sure. We'll see what happens, but I think 13-4 and four is solid. How about the Minnesota Vikings? Guys, as a child of, of a father who bleeds purple and gold, it has been tough for me to watch the Minnesota Vikings have absolutely stacked offensive elite talent and not get to the playoffs and not succeed in the playoffs. On paper, this team is an NFC divisional round caliber type team. In reality, they barely even come close to making a playoff spot. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've got to be able to pull something together eventually. Justin Jefferson in his prime. Dalvin Cook still up there. Kirk Cousins just has to figure this out eventually. He's going to have one of the best defenses he's had in Minnesota since he's been there. Since we saw them make the NFC Championship way back in 2017. I think this is going to be a good roster and a not an easy schedule, but a medium schedule. Obviously, you got to play the Green Bay Packers twice. I think they get both of those. I think they get one of those games. But then Chicago and Detroit, both those games should be easy to win. They lost to Detroit last year, but both those games should be easy to win. And then you've also got some other easier games like the Arizona Cardinals. I think they should be able to handle well. You got to play the Washington football team, the New York Jets, the New York Giants. The, AF, the NFC East in general, the New England Patriots, there should be a lot of games that Minnesota can roll through and stack up their win numbers in order to get them over the hump. Their losses, I think, are going to come to Green Bay one time at Miami, at Buffalo versus Dallas and versus the Indianapolis Colts. The rest of these games, they should be able to pull through. They've got one game against the New Orleans Saints that I'm very concerned about, but with the record of the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints in recent memory, They've gotten the benefit of the doubt, so I'll give the Vikings the win in that game as well. That puts their record at 12-5. and five. Now, in my mind, that sounds absolutely ludicrous for the Minnesota Vikings. No way are the Vikings even close to a 12-5 and five team. To everyone else, that is probably a safe number to bet on the Minnesota Vikings, given the talent they have, right? I'm just a very superstitious son of a Vikings fan who doesn't think they may even get to eight and nine, right? But I, I got to look at this schedule. It's one of the easier schedules in the NFC. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings at 12 and five and beating the Green Bay Packers who are also at 12 and five. I think their record is going to be better in the NFC than the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Minnesota Vikings win the NFC North in 2022. How about the New Orleans Saints? Now, I've talked all offseason that I love the New Orleans Saints. So let's actually break down what they're going to do. This season, they start off against the Atlanta Falcons. Easy dub. Then they go to Tampa Bay, who they have swept two years in a row in the regular season. That's a dub. Carolina Panthers, I'll give them the win. Minnesota Vikings, like I said, I think that's a loss. Seattle Seahawks, dub. Cincinnati Bengals, this is at home. I think they get this one. Arizona Cardinals, dub. Las Vegas Raiders, again, another tough one, but again, it's at home. I'm going to give them the dub. Baltimore Ravens, again, at home, Monday Night Football. Lamar Jackson has been known to crumble underneath the pressure on Monday Night Football games. I'm going to give the New Orleans Saints the dub. Pittsburgh Steelers, that's a win. Uh, Rams at 49ers back-to-back, those should be two losses. Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. 
I'm going to give them the win with the sweep again in the third year in a row. Then Atlanta, Cleveland, I'm going to give a loss simply because I need them to go 13-4 and four to feel confident about myself. And then Philadelphia and Carolina is going to be a loss. So I'm going to say 13-4 and four for the New Orleans Saints. Listen, this is a roster that can do this. Jameis Winston has the potential with this offense, with this defense in particular, to make it through the entire NFC at a 13-4 and record. I absolutely love this roster. They've got the leadership in Dennis Allen, who has been there for years on the defensive side of the ball. Now he's going to just let Winston do his thing with the unbelievable wide receiver core they have. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. This absolutely ridiculous setup. Alvin Kamara should be there, hopefully, for most of the season, which will help him in the backfield. I mean, the man went seven and two last or five and two last year in seven games and was absolutely on a hot streak before he had to leave and get injured and the Saints didn't even make the playoffs. It's gonna be a hundred percent different story this year. The additions on defense, the additions on offense, I absolutely am pumped about the Saints in the NFC. And we go back to a terrible team in the New York Giants. Listen, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. The Giants stink. The Giants just straight up stink. They did nothing to help their wide receiver core. In fact, they lost Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley hasn't seemed to stay healthy for an entire season. Daniel Jones is not the franchise quarterback for the Giants. We'll see how new uh, new coach Matt, what is that? Brian Dable? Yes, Brian Dable, the new head coach for the New York Giants. We'll see how he does. Obviously, uh, Joe Judge wasn't able to get anything done. They're going to be tough in their division. They're going to be tough in the rest of the NFC. Their wins, I'm going to say, are going to come to one against the Washington football team and once against the Chicago Bears. Otherwise, they don't have a shot at the rest of these. They play Jacksonville and Seattle and Houston. They're right in the middle of their season. Uh, actually, in fact, between October 23rd and November 20th, it's Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Detroit with a bye in between on week nine. I think they have a chance to win some of those games, but as a betting man, I wouldn't pick them to win any of those games with how weak this roster is but that's where i can see them getting some other wins their their max potential max is five and 12 with some wins in that easy middle schedule but i'm going with a safe two and 15. moving over to the philadelphia eagles is a team that has been hyped on to win the nfc east and i think they're going to do it i'm going to say 12 and 5 for the philadelphia eagles listen this is not a very difficult schedule coming from the eagles detroit Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Ten- uh, yeah, Tennessee, that might be a loss, but they, that could definitely be a win. The New York Giants, Chicago Bears, the New York Giants again. There are so many wins for the Philadelphia Eagles that they don't even need to work for very, very hard. I think they'll lose to the Minnesota Vikings, the Dallas Cowboys once, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I say they beat the Green Bay Packers, but that could be a loss as well. Uh, they'll lose to the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints, but otherwise, guys, this is an easy schedule. I mean, this is like this is prime time Philadelphia Eagles go make a run in the go make a run in the playoffs type vibes. Like with how weak I think Dallas is going to be, this shouldn't be a sweat for the Philadelphia Eagles to win this division and keep the streak of different AFC NFC East winners over what over a decade now of a different NFC win East winner. It's been fantastic. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to keep it up. Will they make it far in the playoffs? I'll let you know. I think it's a really young football team to go deep in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they should troll right through. San Francisco 49ers, another team I'm absolutely hyped on this year, but 
I don't think Trey Lance can get this team more than 12 wins. I'm going to say 12 and 5 for the San Francisco 49ers, a team that made it comfortably into the play not comfortably into the playoffs, but made it into the playoffs, made a deep run in the playoffs. They've got the veteran leadership at their head coach, Kyle Shanahan, arguably the best head coach in the National Football League right now when it comes to offensive scheming. He's got a ridiculously talented quarterback and wide receiver in Debo Samuel. Nick Bosa's got that defense fired up. Their division with the LA Rams, they'll go one and one with, and there's some other games that I'm a little bit concerned about. Like I mentioned with the LA Rams, the NFC West has to play the AFC West, which means they have to go against the Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders, LA Chargers, Denver Broncos. I think they're going to lose all of those games, sadly. The main reason is because of the home and away situation. They're at Denver and at Las Vegas for those two games, which will give huge benefits for those teams. But then they host KC and the LA Chargers, the two best teams in that division, in my opinion. So I'm going to take those four losses plus one on the end for the one win against the LA Rams. Otherwise, the rest of this divi- rest of this schedule is decently easy. The three toughest games are going to come right in the middle of the season towards the end with the New Orleans Saints, Miami Dolphins, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The biggest thing going their way, though, is that they are home for every one of those games, and I think they can get three straight dubs sticking around in San Francisco. Four losses to the AFC West plus a loss to the LA Rams should be all the San Francisco 49ers are willing to bury. 12-5 and for a good 49ers team. The Seattle Seahawks and the big reveal of the worst team in the NFL this season is not super surprising. The San- Seattle Seahawks just named Geno Smith their starting quarterback, and honestly, two and one, half dozen of the other for their quarterback situation this year. This is a bad football team. No defensive leadership. DK Metcalf just got a huge contract. He's going to have a target on his back. Noah Font in the tight end might actually be their most productive receiver this year because Tyler Lockett, I think, is on a downgrade this year. I think DK Metcalf is going to be targeted. We'll see how Geno Smith can do. Kenneth Walker III is going to be a big, big interest of mine if he can stick up to the level of potential that he was given in college because Rashad Penny, as I mentioned in the fantasy football rankings of running backs, absolutely blew up the league in his last two last two games. So I think he'll do, we'll, we're going to see what Kenneth Walker can do this year. But one in 16, I think their one win comes against the New York Giants uh, on October 30th. Uh, I'm not willing to bet a single game against for the Seattle Seahawks this year. They probably will go like three and 14, but number one overall pick 2023 NFL draft is going to the Seattle Seahawks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guys, this this team hasn't really done spectacular in the regular season. Both years, Tom, Tom Brady has been there. Even though a lot of, like, I have seen so many rankings where the Buccaneers are, like, the number one team in the NFL. That's just not happening. Not with the injuries they have on their offensive line. Not with the, so like, there is a potential that you have too many weapons. Julio Jones is not really going to help this team a ton. Their defense is super young. I think they'll do great. I think they'll do fine. But Tampa Bay is just not known for winning in the regular season. They're going to have two losses against the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to lose to both the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. And I think they're going to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. 12-5 and for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A good, solid regular season as they always do. And then they'll make a run in the playoffs. I think that's just inevitable at this point, no matter who they have to play. 
Finally, the Washington Commanders are going to go 4-13. and 13. Carson Wentz does not have a great roster around him. Chase Young just was reported to be hurt for two to four weeks. Those two to four weeks were actually part of their easiest schedule of the year. Jacksonville, Detroit, Philadelphia, Dallas. I think they'll go maybe one and three those first few games. But then it's just a, it's just a really bad grind for Washington. It's going to go Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, Minnesota, at Philadelphia. They're going to, I think they're going to get a few wins. They'll have Houston, Atlanta, one win against the Giants, and then you finish off the season with the 49ers, Browns, and Cowboys. I was super disappointed with how they handled themselves last year. I know that Ryan Fitzpatrick was hurt, but I don't really see them doing a whole lot better with Carson Wentz at the helm. Their secondary isn't looking great. Their offensive line is weak, in my opinion. Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin are basically their only specialty players at this point. Logan Thomas is injury-prone at the tight end position. I just don't see them doing well. Their division is too tough with the with the Eagles and Cowboys, the rest of the NFC, they're basically going to just fold over to, and a few teams in the AFC, they're not going to be able to handle as well. So it's, it's going to be really tough for the Washington football team. And I'm not, not super happy about it. Four and 13. All right. With all that being said, here is my final playoff ranking for the national football conference. Number one, I'm going to take the LA Rams. They are tied with the New Orleans Saints at a 13-4 record, but I think in that matchup that's going to go between the Rams and the uh, and the Saints on November 20th, a rivalry at this point going back for the last few years, I think the Rams are going to handle that dub. So they'll have the advantage. Number two is the New Orleans Saints. Like I already said, I think they can win that division. I think they're Roster is fantastic. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Number three, I think the Minnesota Vikings can pull away from the Green Bay Packers and win their division at 12-5. and five. I think they got the roster to do it. If Kirk Cousins cannot win with this team this year, this team is never going to win a Super Bowl. It, like It's got to take a whole new roster of players and a whole new transformation to make it happen. But I don't think... Like, this is it for the Minnesota Vikings. New head coach. New defense with the Zadarius Smith, good secondary, like decent secondary, um, great specialty players. This is Minnesota's year to do something. Uh, and then I think the Philadelphia Eagles round out the number four spot, winning the NFC East at a 12 and five record. They should be able to handle that very nicely. For the rest of the NFC at five, six, and seven, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers at 12 and five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 12 and five, and the Green Bay Packers at 12 and five, leaving out the Dallas Cowboys at a 10 and seven record. Now we've got all 14 teams in the playoff spot. I'll reiterate the AFC at this moment. Buffalo, LA Chargers, Baltimore, Indianapolis, KC, Cincinnati, Las Vegas. So let's do it by round. Instead of by conference, I'm going to do it by round. Let's start in the wild card spot. Going over to the two and seven spots, New Orleans versus Green Bay. Just straight up off the first round. I think this is New Orleans' time to shine. I know Green Bay has had the better of them the last few years, but I think this is going to be in New Orleans. This is going to, like, if you just look at receiver core, it's New Orleans all day long. I think they got the better overall defense. I'm going to take the Saints. The LA Chargers versus the LA, the Las Vegas Raiders, the two and seven spots in the AFC West showdown in the playoffs. 
as much as I've been high on the Los Angeles Chargers roster, I think the experience comes to the Raiders with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. I'm giving the Raiders the benefit of the doubt. Like I told you at the when we were doing the AFC West offseason grades, I was the hyped most about the Las Vegas Raiders, even though I thought the LA Chargers had the best roster and the best overall chance to win the division. I think the Raiders have the better team. Give me the Raiders pulling off the huge upset in Los Angeles. So I'm going to go Saints and Raiders there. Number three to number six, it's going to be Minnesota versus Tampa Bay on the NFC side. This is all just about the quarterback experience. Tom Brady will lead his team. Minnesota is not going to be that hard in Minnesota. This shouldn't even be a question. Tampa Bay will handle their business and move on to the next round. Baltimore versus Cincinnati, another division rivalry that I think is going to go Baltimore's way. I think they can win this first round in Baltimore. I know Cincinnati's got the experience, but overall throughout the entire season, I think Baltimore is going to have the advantage. Give me Tampa Bay, then Baltimore, and at four and five, these are pretty easy decisions for me. It's going to be Philadelphia and San Francisco. This is going to be San Francisco. I think they've just got the better roster. I think they've got the better team, better leadership, better defense all around. Even though Philadelphia is going to win their division, it's going to be San Francisco. And then Indianapolis Colts versus KC. What are we even doing here? Indianapolis is simply there because they won their terrible division, the AFC South, which in my opinion, well, no, I got to say the NFC East is pretty lame too because at least... No, uh, they're about tied because you've got Indianapolis and Tennessee, Dallas, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Houston, Giants, Washington. It's just it's too decent and too bad on both their division. Uh, but KC will totally just roll over the Indianapolis Colts in an indoor stadium, no question. So our division matchups with the buys, the Rams are going to play the Bucks, The Saints are going to play the 49ers. The Bills will play the Raiders, and the Ravens will play the Chiefs. Let's go to 1-4 or 1-6 if you're talking on the NFC side. It's going to be the Rams versus the Bucks, a rematch to last year's divisional round. This time it's going to be in L.A., and I think the Rams are going to take their bye and take advantage of it, beating Tom Brady once again in the divisional round of the playoffs. I think their matchup is just better. I think they're going to be healthier overall. I'm never going to count out Tom Brady, but this year, I, I just don't think he has the same. I, I, I don't think Tom Brady has the same roster as he does. I think he's just in it to try to win a number Super Bowl, and I think he's going to come up short once again. Going over to Buffalo, Las Vegas, as much as I've hyped Las Vegas, this is Buffalo's year. They've got the best roster in the National Football League. Buffalo will handle their business fairly easily up there in Bill's Mafia territory. And then the two interest, the two matchups I'm more most interested, probably in the entire uh, like playoffs this year, are going to be these two matchups between the New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, KC Chiefs. Okay, let's break down Saints 49ers. Edge rush with Cameron Jordan, and Nick Bosa is going to be next level. Young quarter, not young quarterbacks, but Jameis Winston has inexperience in the playoffs. So will Trey Lance. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a lot like the 49ers-Cowboys matchup for last year, except not as ugly offense. I think it's going to be just really good defense on both sides of the ball. And I'm riding the New Orleans train. I think this is going. This is in New Orleans. I think the noise is going to get to Trey Lance, and I don't think they're going to be able to handle it. I'm, I'm taking the Saints once again. For Baltimore KC... 
I'm a little bit more unsure about this one just because KC knows how to handle themselves in the playoffs and Lamar Jackson simply doesn't. If J.K. Dobbins is healthy, this is going to be in Baltimore, and I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm just... This is the one matchup I am most concerned about just because of KC's resume, how KC has handled themselves in the playoffs, how what they know how to do. I mean, if the Buffalo Bills couldn't beat the KC Chiefs last year in that divisional round, no one can. But screw it. We're taking the Baltimore Ravens. I'm riding this train. Give me Saints and Ravens. In the final round, the div, uh, the division, not the divisional, the conference championship, you got the Rams, the Saints, the Bills, the Ravens. Rams Saints, guys, this is known to go the Rams way in recent NFC Championship history, but I'm taking the Saints, guys. I think if everyone produces their max level, this is the best roster in the NFC. I think Matthew Stafford is going to not play as well in this game. I think Tyron Matthew is going to lock out Cooper Cup and they're going to have no one else to go to. The Saints have so many weapons on that offense. Alvin Kamara is going to run all over that defense. Give me the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. Finally, justifying their terrible call from 20, from 2018. Yeah, 18? Yes, 2018. Uh, Bills Ravens Ravens run is done. The Bills are going to easily take this game just like they did a few years ago in that divisional round of the playoffs. The this is yeah the Bills are going to have the easiest time in the playoffs in 2022 no matter who they play. So Super Bowl tw- fifty off the top of my head fifty seven. Yes, yes fifty seven. I got that right. Super Bowl fifty seven in 2023 is going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the New Orleans Saints. A pretty epic matchup, if you ask me, and I think it's going Buffalo's way. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, winning the Super Bowl, riding it all the way there. Their toughest game will be against the Saints in the championship, but Jameis Winston in a Super Bowl, not really seeing it happen. I am loving the Buffalo Bills this year, even though I have hyped so many other teams I haven't really talked about the Buffalo Bills because I just think they're that dominant. That doesn't really need to be complimentary anymore. Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Vaughn Miller, Carlos Hyde. The list goes on and on about the players that this team has. Best defense they've had so far. Best skill positions that they keep cultivating in that amazing uh, Sean McDermott-led team. I think this is just... This is the best of the best, the cream of the crop. No way can I not take the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl. All right, guys, let me know what you guys think about my entire NFC and AFC playoff brackets, as well as my Super Bowl winner, the Buffalo Bills. I'll be posting all this on Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think. Comment below. Subscribe. Do whatever you need to do to keep up with it. Next week, we're going to have a week one predictions football season is finally here guys we're gonna have a great season hope you guys have a great weekend peace out